Welcome back to The Broncast, a podcast all about the Ford Bronco. I'm your host, John Melton. I'm Donnie Whiteman. We are two Bronco enthusiasts who own Broncos, work on Broncos, and love talking about the Ford Bronco from Generation 1 all the way through today's Generation 6. Our sponsor for this episode is Tom's Off-Road. Tom's Off-Road has every part that you need to fully restore and build a Bronco. Today we're going to be talking about Bronco racing history and what happened with the new Gen 6 Bronco racers. Oh. Yeah, but before we get into all that, what have you been working on? Man, it has been busy. Um, we talk so much about Super Celebration. I, you know, I, everyone is probably sick of hearing about it. Um, you're going to be really sick of it once we have like four episodes at Super Celebration. <laughs> but really, it's like, you know, this mecca of Bronco enthusiasts, Bronco fans who all get to come together and it's like, it's family. You know, it's like we all get to just have fun together, hang out together. Um, and you know, from, I, I have memories from the very first time I ever went to a super celebration and, and I know people from way back then, you know, and it's like just a, such a cool place. So what do we all do? We all work on our Broncos nights and weekends trying to, uh, to, to put cool upgrades on it and put cool things on it so that when we get to super celebration, people are like, Oh, look what you did. You know, like, and you have that like, Oh yeah. So I did this and I did this and I did this. So that's what I've been doing. Um, finishing up the, so I got a new rhino rack, um, on there and 17 inch method wheels with, uh, some new tires and it, I, I'm telling you, it completely changed the look of my Bronco. Um, and it just, it, I mean, it's still the same Bronco, but it doesn't feel the same anymore. Um, and part of the reason I went with 17 inch wheels, uh, I, I, that wasn't my first choice. Um, but I actually have been wanting to get some bigger wheels than the 15s. Um, I just like the look, uh, you know, of a, of a bigger wheel. And Tom's came out with an, a, their big brake kit. So it's a brake kit that um, has a bigger rotor than the GM style disc brake kit and um, really nice caliper that's powder coated and it has their logo on it. Um, and so I put that on there and it's just, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to show it off at the event and, uh, have it, you know, just have it on there. Like everything, you know, just, uh, yeah, it's, it's so rewarding to do all this work and then go somewhere and have everyone like, Oh man, that looks so good. You well, know? You're like taking it to the family reunion. Yeah. Yeah. Multi-generations are there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So very excited, very excited to, to get it and, uh, show it off. So what have you been working on? Uh, well, I still have a lot of stuff to do to my truck. <laughs> so I got all kinds of, I got boxes and boxes of parts to put onto it, uh, in time for supercell. Um, uh, but yeah, setting up another shop bay area with oh, a, nice. a lift and, um, room for you and I to put all the stuff on my truck. Yeah. <laughs> the shop's full building bodies, but we need another space now for all this new stuff that's coming in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm super pumped about that space. That's super cool. 
Very cool. Well, uh, are you ready to get into today's episode? Oh, Bronco Racing. Bronco we're gonna, Racing. We're going to scratch the surface of it. It's such oh a gosh. huge topic. Yeah. But, you know, we've, we've kind of gone through the history of the Ford Bronco. We've... Um, uh, last week we did everything you need to know about the Bronco and we kind of teased that we we're going to talk a little bit about racing because, you know, as we're going through all the history, we're like, wait a minute, there's so much history just in racing. And it's such a pivotal part of the Bronco where, you know, it's like you can't separate the Bronco from its racing heritage and you have to talk about all the, the stories and all the things that happened and I just think there's so much interesting stuff in here um, that uh, I I didn't know a lot of this stuff before just kind of studying up for this episode. Yeah, there's uh, I have this terrific book. It's called Bronco Racing, and uh, it was kind of hard to find because <laughs> they made one print, and I don't know if it's back in print yet, but uh, Bronco Racing uh, by John Elkin. It says Ford's legendary 4x4 in off-road competition. Wow. And there are so many pictures in here of all the Bronco race teams, the drivers, the trucks that are airborne. Like what they did <laughs> to the early Bronco is shocking. But, you know, as we get into this episode, you'll find out, you know, how they were able to do some of these things. But yeah, I think um, I would recommend this book for anyone if they like the looks of a big ole Bronco racing truck or any of the Baja strop looking Broncos, this takes it to a whole nother level. Yeah. Yeah. That's super cool. And yeah, I mean, we're going to be talking about obviously the Baja 1000 is a huge race that Bronco is a part of. We're going to hit a little bit of King of the Hammers. We're going to hit a little bit of the Rebel Rally, which are current racing events that happen. But the Baja is still around. Yeah, the book introduces the Baja 1000 in 1967. It's kind of like the Mexican 1000. Now we know it as the Baja 1000. And, uh, you know, it starts in the middle of this, at the time, a little town of Tijuana. And finish line is somewhere a 1,000 miles southeast of there in La Paz. So you start off kind of cruising along the ocean you have like 30 miles of pavement and that's it. Wow. The rest of the 970 miles is, you know, mostly unmarked roads and just desert. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy because they, they finish in 27 to 48 hours. Like, and you know, you think about that and that's just nuts that it, it, they're going that fast through the desert and it's dusty and it's dirty. And you know, like, I just can't imagine comparatively to today where we have all the fresh breathing and, you know, like stuff in your rig, like back then where it's just like throw a rag over your face and go. Oh, they had no cool suits. (laughs) Yeah, They didn't have filters. I mean, they were breathing all that dirt and dust. Yeah. So when you talk about, you know, Ford Bronco racing and you talk about the, you know, uh, Baja 1000, which, yeah, you said it actually started as the Mexican 1000. I wonder if that was a politically incorrect thing to say. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's like you can't separate the Baja 1000 from Bill Strop. You know, you just you have to uh, combine those two because, like we talked about, 
you know, you, you have these teams that are racing and why does a manufacturer get into racing? It's like Ferrari in formula one. Like why did, why do they race in formula one? Well, it's because if you're winning races, you're selling cars, you know? And, and what was the thing that you said? I can't get it right. Oh, uh, win on Sunday, sell on Monday. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, I mean, that's exactly why Ford was doing this back in the day. It's what they're doing today. Um, and you know, Ford introduced, you know, went to, went to Bill Strop and said, Hey, make us, make us a off-road racer. Um, and really it was with Ford's marketing with the Baja edition, Bill Strop Bronco, you know, they made this red, white, and blue racing Bronco that just became infamous, you know, is so famous that it's infamous. Um, and, uh, it, it really just the thing you think about when you think about Bronco racing. Well, and, and Bill Strop ends up joining up with the Ford's factory based race team called Holman Moody, which that team put together, you know, they were racing, um, the Shelby, the Cobra, and then they developed the GT 40, in that movie Ford versus Ferrari, that's the Holman Moody team, oh. you know, that helped develop all of that. And, you know, they race everything. So he partners with them and makes, you know, I don't remember six or seven initially just Baja ready race trucks. Wow. So he's got all the resources. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, looking through the, the racing history of the Bronco, there's so many big names. There's so many uh, people that it's just like, wait, they were involved. They were involved. They were involved. You know, just looking at, at those names, go through some of the, the big names of Bronco. Well, like in 67, uh, the two, they weren't big names at the time, but it was Larry Miner and Rod Hall. They were big off-road racers. You know, they raced other things too, but they set a record, you know, running Baja in a four-wheel drive. Um <laughs> But, you know, the names you probably heard of are like Mickey Thompson, uh, <laughs> Dixie Peck, Parnelli Jones, um, Bill Strop. You know, we know yeah. that from the Bronco. But there were other IndyCar drivers, you know. Um, many people were racing. And now today, you know, we think of their products. Um, but they got their start racing off-road. Wow. Yeah, it, it's interesting. I was uh, reading a story that, you know, Bill Strop um, – was commissioned by Ford to build this racing Bronco and it was, you know, winning and, and doing all this, this stuff. And it was just an amazing vehicle. Um, and I think it was one of his drivers. I think Pernelli Jones was one of his drivers or was involved in the program. And he went to bill and he was like, Strop, man, we got to make, you know, uh, like make this Bronco better. Um, let's tear it apart. Let's build a tube chassis. Let's do this. Let's do that. Like completely not have it as a Bronco, but maybe just with the Bronco skin kind of thing. And Bill Strop's like, no, we cannot do this. Like this is not Ford would kill me kind of thing. <laughs> and so Pernelli goes to Strop's lead like mechanic and said, this is what we got to do. And the lead mechanic's like, yeah, we do, you know? And so they literally started building this tube chassis Bronco in the Leeds mechanic homes in his home garage. And they were building it. And obviously 
strop caught wind and was like okay let's pull this back in the shop let's do it right and that <laughs> was how big Oli was made like that was kind of the the uh the beginnings of big Oli was started in the mechanics home garage and then you know actually made it um made it public yeah that's cool there are stories like that with pete brock and the daytona coupe which was a, a shelby cobra that they put a roof on went like 20 miles an hour faster but this yeah you can have that wrecked car over in the back the one that rolled <laughs> and he started putting it together in the shop and then they tested it and they're like holy crap that's a lot faster wow that's crazy yeah some of the events at the time you know desert racing was was wasn't it was relatively new but it wasn't organized but um some of the events were like the stardust 7 to 11 the mint 400 which started at the mint casino in Las Vegas, which is where it got its name. And, and then the Baja 1000, um, that idea started out for the, the Mexican 1000 in 1962. Uh, they sent two motorcyclists out, Dave Eakins and Bill Robertson, to see how long it would take to do the 1,000-mile journey. And they clocked in at 40 hours. Wow. 40 hours straight on a motorcycle. Jeez. My kidneys wouldn't take it. Yeah. Um, that would be that would be torture. Yeah, and then in 1965, you know, the Baja 1000 became begins and becomes an official uh, race with an entry of about 100 vehicles, mostly motorcycles. Huh. Um, cars like the Beetle, guys were making things out of Beetles yeah. with the floor pan and four wheel drives came in, and then the Bronco hits the scene. Hmm. You know, but what everybody thought. Uh, the motorcycles were going to just, no one would ever beat that time of 40 hours with the motorcycle. They might shave a few hours off as motorcycles and the riders got better, but a four wheel vehicle can't go between the rocks and the cactuses. And they were completely wrong. Yeah. Yeah. That, I think that's the interesting part of all of this, you know, having the, the Bronco enter the space and, you know, just begin to dominate. And, and really like beating everything, anything and everything. It's pretty cool. Well, and they're getting, they're getting way under 40 hours here soon. You know, uh, I don't know if you have how many more hours over 48 you have, but to finish, there's a certain amount of time, but you know, these, uh, Larry Miner and Rod Hall set a blistering pace race against, I think it was Parnelli Jones and Mickey Thompson ending and winning the race for the record that still stands today. Wow. Like, in a Bronco. That's crazy. And this is like before Big Ole. Um, so I don't know what class they were in, but it might have been a manufacturer's class, whereas Big Ole being a tubular chassis would be in a different class. Right, right, right. Yeah, you know, they like some of the upgrades that they would do just slowly, you know, obviously there are um, specifications where they can't do uh, d different things, but just even one of the things they did was adding multiple shocks, you know, being able to have a, a softer shock to absorb stuff, to take some of the heat, you know, because obviously how a shock works is uh, it's, it's creating heat within that, the body of the shock every time it's, it's going. And when you're talking 40 hours of a beating, you know, you need to be able to dissipate that. So the, the first thought for them, you know, before we did, uh, shocks with an external reservoir was, well, let's just add another shock, you know, so make them a little bit less, add another shock. And then they were doing stuff. Um, yeah, just splitting, splitting loads between the shocks, shocks would fade out, do, you know, like you, cause 
you get it too hot and it begins to, you know, does nothing. Like I can imagine what that would feel like riding through the desert and your shocks are blown shocked. out. Yeah. It's well, called bump stops. Yeah. yeah. It'd be horrible. You just go right up your springs. spine. Oh, that'd yeah. be brutal. Uh, there's a cool story uh, where an early Bronco enters one of these races, not the Baham 1000, and it's pulling this cute little camper from the 50s. You know, it's it's uh, taller than the Bronco, you know, but not much longer. It's aluminum, and uh, they called it the Sprite. It was painted on it, and they literally entered it in the race, towed it behind a Bronco to show how much more durable the Bronco was in other ways, but they bent, <laughs> they bent the rim so badly they'd have to stop take the tire off, pound it round again. I don't know how many rims and tires, but uh, they finished that race in like 26 hours pulling wow. a camper. Wow. The kids in the back must have taken a beating. <laughs> the dog threw up multiple times. <laughs> yeah. It's not the beating that they wanted, but it's probably the one they deserved. <laughs> Man, I like, you know, overall looking at, some of the stats on the first generation Bronco with racing. Um, the, the first gen Bronco claimed five Baja 1000 class wins, 1967, two in 69, one in 71 and one in 72. And then it, uh, claimed two overall Baja victories, Baja 500 victories in 1970 and 1973. So it's like, the, the early Bronco just dominated so much. Um, and the even the later year, later, later model year Broncos, 78 through 95, uh, kept winning nine Baja 500 Class 3 wins from 2004 to 2015, 15 Baja 1000 Class 3 wins between 2002 and 2019. So it's like people are still winning with the Bronco, you know, it's like, it keeps on. And, and even the generations, we talked about why the Bronco stopped because in everyone's mind, it was an off-road vehicle. And this is proof, you know, like we're into 2019 and it's winning the Baja 1000, you know, like it, it hasn't, it just keeps it. They've built it so well that, you know, 30 years later, people are taking, the you know other generations but still like taking the bronco out and still winning these desert races uh because it was just such a capable vehicle yeah it never so racing never stopped even though bronco production stopped there's so many of those full-size broncos that entered in race and still race today and are winning and they just have like the roof off the back so they're kind of like a little mini pickup but they have amazing suspensions under them so the the race history continues through the full-size Bronco. Yeah. You know, we talked about uh, Pernelli Jones. We talked about uh, Bill Strop. Um, I think another one that we haven't talked about is Rod Hall. You know, really, um, Rod Hall was just like some of the stuff that we've talked about, the, the Bronco winning was Rod Hall winning. In the first inaugural Nora Mexican 1000 in 1967, Rod Hall won first in his class. You know, then he returned two years later in 1969 in a Ford Bronco. Um, so he wasn't in a Bronco the first time, but this time in a Bronco and it was built by Strop. Um, and he won the race beating everyone, 
even the motorcycles. Like the it the Bronco is still the only four-wheel drive vehicle to have ever overall won the Mexican and Baja 1000 races. Like that, that's amazing. It really is, you know, and Rod Hall behind the wheel in 1969 doing that is is a crazy feat. Like you know, you're saying it earlier. No one can beat. No one will beat these motorcycles. You know? Right, right. It'll never happen. Well, I think Rod Hall was uh, racing a Jeep initially, and then Larry Miner. He saw how well he was doing, and he finally went over to the other side. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. The the early Bronco was so durable. I think that's a lot of things that, that you think about. Oh, yeah, it was fast and it had a, a better suspension. But the fact that it was so durable, so many of them finished the races, which in Many of these off-road races, it's just finishing. Yeah. You know, you can yeah. finish, not go 50% of the way, but go all the way. And the the drivers wouldn't even think twice about launching these things in the air. And when you see the pictures in the book, you're like, they're nuts. Yeah. They'd land them on the nose and just keep going. Man, that that has to be a pretty amazing feeling. And, you know, the... The uh, technology of safety was not as advanced as it is today, you know, and you're thinking, oh, my gosh, am I going to live, <laughs> you know, but they just, they pin it, you know, and it's like, let's just go. Just like, send it. Yeah, just send it. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's that's where that really started was was just doing it. Um, I, it's interesting, you know, we've we've talked about the, the past and we even talked a little bit about the um, Broncos through the generations still still winning because um, the Baja 1000 is still being raced today. Um, and, uh, you know, with the new Bronco coming out, um, it was, I was, you know, just kind of looking at, okay, how's the new Bronco doing? Like how, you know, w- what does that look like? And uh, in 20, I think this was 2022, might've been 21, but, um, Cameron Steele, Shelby Hall, a a bunch of Ford off-road racers, uh, finished 53rd in the Baja 1000 in class two in just over 32 hours. So I think it's kind of cool. Like Rod Hall is known for, you know, beating everyone. And now his daughter Shelby Hall is racing a Bronco in the, the Baja 1000, um, 53rd. But if you think about it, they were, they're still figuring it out. You know, they're still figuring the Bronco out and they're still trying to, trying to make it, you know, an amazing, um, off-road beast. And we have to mention in all of this conversation, we have to talk about the, uh, Bronco DR that, uh, Ford has announced that would come out. It's like $200,000, but it has the coyote has the 10 R 80. Um, this is the Baja racer. Um, I, I think there's one of them that's been made. Uh, so they're not, you know, there's not a bunch of them that have been made yet, but the plan is that they would start racing in the Baja 1000 race again. And, uh, but the cool thing is, I mean, it's optimized for desert racing, but anyone can buy them. So it's kind of this, this uh, you know, we talked about how Bill Strop was making the Strop Broncos because of his racing. Well, now we've got, you know, this coming out uh, where Ford Performance is making making 
the Bronco DR Desert Racer, um, and it has everything. Do they make it in the eruption green in a four door? <laughs> no, it's actually more like the it's like the strop. Honey, I, I got that new four door Bronco you wanted. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> I took delivery. They said it was two hundred thousand dollars for some reason, not the fifty five. <laughs> yeah. But I mean it is it it looks super capable it looks it it looks like a a desert racer you know just it is big wide fenders tube chassis all all the stuff that you want oh yeah um all the stuff that you would want on it so you know they're they're still they're they're still uh planning to to keep moving forward and I, i i love that about ford you know i love that they are in the racing scene in, you know, and, and not making it, um, you know, just trying to get by, but like, Oh, we're going to, we're going to do this and we're going to go all out. And, and, uh, you know, and King of the hammers is a great, great example of that. You know, you look at King of the hammers, which combines desert racing and rock crawling, you know? So it's, it's, both i have an analogy for this oh yeah it's like cage fighting (laughs) you know it's like mixed martial arts it's on it's ground and pound and they're literally climbing rocks as big as the vehicle and then when they get up and over to the other side they gotta hit the desert and go full out yeah yeah i mean it really like those vehicles are spaceships you know it's like what they can do what what they can handle it just is unreal and there's different classes in that so i I forget i think the broncos and the 4600 class is what it's called but there's you know additional classes to to that where it's like you know single seater piloted you know vehicles that are built you know just for that purpose um but ford has has a couple broncos in there and this last year at the uh, King of the Hammers, Bronco took first, second, and third, you know, so swept the podium. Um, and it, it, it is proving to be quite a capable off-road vehicle now. What are we, 50, 60 years later? Yeah, and Lauren Healy's one of the drivers. We saw him at Ford Fest last yeah, year yeah. doing the jumps and everything in yep. one of the race Broncos, which was, I mean, to be that close to the truck was super cool. Yeah, yeah in the air right i mean but i mean at ford fest we walked right up to it you know and like i have pictures with it you know and it's like there there it is with in with 40 inch tires and you know the skinny front end skinny back end like it's obviously not a stock bronco but yeah yeah it is awesome well and you want to talk about just like what an ultra four buggy is I mean, it's yeah. Ultra four buggy is is spaceship. It is yeah, absolutely. Like that that thing is it's a rocket ship that, um, you know, I I get to shoot a bunch of fun stuff and I've shot um, ultra four events and talking to Eric Miller about you know building his spaceship. You know, it's like it's the best of everything. It's the absolute premium stuff that you can get. I mean, some of these trucks, they've got to be close to a million dollars and they have a, a whole other one just sitting there, you know, in parts waiting to go in case anything breaks. 
and and yeah they're just and they're beautiful they sound amazing and they can go 100 miles an hour and they can climb over a four foot ledge and it's just it's it's pretty amazing so um i I think ford you know gets some street cred for uh for creating another uh really cool off-road monster with the with the bronco well and you know we were talking about how older broncos are still racing and Tom sponsors yeah. the Roaming Wolves Bronco. Yeah, that's a super cool story. Um, we're planning on having them on our podcast, I think, in July when we go up to the Tom's Off-Road event um, and and have Shelly and her sister on the podcast. But, yeah, the, the Rebel Rally is this other uh, off-road racing event, um, and it's all women. You know, so it's women racers, you know, women organizers and, um, and it's like, it's a lot like the Baja 1000, except I think it's a 1,500 and some change miles. Um, but where the Baja, it's kind of like straight shot. You have checkpoints, you know where you're going. Uh, the rebel, you like have to kind of find your way on the map so it's like old school you know heritage kind of thing but yeah a couple girls um that uh uh are driving their dad's bronco dad's i think it's a 69 well we had it here um we gave away one of the miniature or 118th scale uh rebel rally broncos on the show um and that's the the team roaming wolves that that's what they're doing and so cool i mean like the fact that even a 60 you know 1969 bronco can race and compete today and i think there's regulations like it's pretty theirs is pretty stock so it's not it's got to go 1500 miles yeah yeah and, and they used to go camping in it with their dad yeah <laughs> which is really cool pulled one of those little tiny pop-up campers <laughs> Super cool. Super cool story. Be on the lookout for that one when it comes because I'm excited to talk to them and, and I've talked to them before, but yeah. She said we could drive it. Oh, that'll be awesome. Well, she said I could drive it. Oh. <laughs> you have insurance. <laughs> she said it rides so nice we just won't believe it. So I'm I'm actually really looking forward to that. That'd be cool. That'd be fun. That'd be fun to take an old Bronco out in the desert and just see what it could do. I'd, I'd like to do that. Take it to Johnson Valley or something. Uh, on, I think day. she meant around the parking lot. Oh, not? No, like like we could go get the lunch for them or something. No, like they that. need to deliver it to California, oh. and I'll meet them, <laughs> and I'll put my helmet on that I keep ready to go at all times and race it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's, uh, that is our podcast for today. Um, a little uh, Bronco racing bronco history of racing um and uh how the ford bronco i mean obviously we said at the beginning we are literally just scratching the surface we're not we did not go into detail to give it justice i mean we could spend the next 10 episodes talking about each of these people and the teams and the development and cool stuff like the wing on big ollie and yes yeah. yeah yeah totally oh yeah big ollie is is awesome well uh thank you guys so much for listening thank you for watching um man if you guys have any questions for us or have any ideas what do you want us to talk about this podcast is for you so email us at questions 
at thebroncast.com. That's Q-U-E-S-T-I-O-N-S at thebroncast, T-H-E-B-R-O-N-C-A-S-T.com. Thank you for listening to The Broncast, a podcast all about the Ford Bronco. We'd like to thank this season's sponsor, Tom's Off-Road, for all your Gen 1 and Gen 6 Bronco parts. Our technical producer and audio editor is Josh Toller, a freelance podcast mixer, editor, and trumpet player extraordinaire right here in Nashville, Tennessee. Make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to your podcasts. Find our video, podcasts, and other materials on our YouTube channel, Nashville Early Bronco. Thanks again for listening to the broadcast. We'll see you next week.